Smart Counsel is sponsored by the Masters in Counseling program at Multnomah University in Portland, Oregon. Reese Basimio is a counselor at New Pattern Counseling in Gresham, Oregon, who specializes in gender, sexuality, addiction, and spirituality. Ben Poling is a counselor in Portland, Oregon, who specializes in sexual addiction and identity at a New Day Counseling Center. Welcome to Smart Counsel, the essentials of TCK Care. Smart Counsel provides perspectives and resources on spirituality, mental health, addictions, relationships, and trauma, and also the very best taco carts in town. I'm Reese Pissimio. I'm Ben Poling. And I'm Stephen Black. Stephen Black is our wonderful guest today. Thank you for being here. Uh, so, Stephen, as we're getting started, uh, I've got a question for you, and this one is dedicated to all TCKs everywhere, but where are you from? <laughs> Uh, and we'll explain why that's funny in a little bit. Yeah. So I was born in, I'm just going to answer this like an ignorant TCK. I was born in South Dakota. And then when I was eight months old, we moved to Nigeria. When I was three, we moved to Vancouver, BC. When I was eight, we moved back to Nigeria. When I was 14, we moved to Olympia. When I was 15, we moved to Chicago. When I was 20, I got married and my wife and I moved to uh, Spokane, Washington. When I was 21, I moved to North Dakota. When I was 22, I moved to the Philippines. When I was, um, I don't know, 23, 24, I lived in Chicago again for a year, moved back to the Philippines for a year, and then came back to Chicago. And then I was in Chicago for about a year before moving out to uh, Oregon. I lived in Welch's for about nine months and then moved closer to Portland, living in Gresham now. And I've been here for just over a year. So that's exactly where I'm from. That's exactly where you're from. I think I heard, did I hear three continents in there? Three, just just three. Only three just continents? Only three continents. Oh. I tried, but that was all I could get. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks. At least you tried. <laughs> At least you tried. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing a snippet of your travels. Uh, I mean, maybe I'll spare you the, the where is your favorite place you've lived question. We can maybe come back to that. But uh, but in the meantime, uh, so before we explain what a TCK is, which I definitely want to know that, uh, Stephen, what is your current corner of the, the counseling world? Yeah, good question. So I am attending Western Seminary to um, in their counseling program, and I hope to graduate in a couple of years and eventually become a licensed professional counselor. So yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Good old Western Seminary up on the hill, uh, up the hill from where you're at, Ben. Right. That is where I'm at. That is where you're at too. Okay. I am on the campus of Western Seminary. Excellent. So we are diverging from protocol just slightly and bringing on uh, a student onto the the show. Uh, we generally uh, waver more toward the people who've earned their earned their stripes, their their license. But uh, Stephen, I am excited to have you on the podcast a, because you're cool. That's always the number one criteria. But also, you have a really interesting. Uh, calling and an interesting niche here, the, this whole idea of TCK care. And I felt like it was worth bringing in out, bringing in out of the open, uh, bringing in to the open. Thank you, Ben. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> that being said, Stephen, what is a TCK? Good question. I'm glad you asked. A TCK is um, a person who has grown up in multiple cultures, and that's a simplified way of putting it. Um, but to be to get sort of nitty gritty, it's someone who your parents come from culture A, 
And then you spend a significant portion of your developmental years in culture B, culture B being either one or multiple cultures. And um, the culture that the TCK develops, the third culture is not, um, is not, a, does not refer to a number of cultures that that person has experienced, but it refers to the culture that they develop inside of themselves. Um, that's representative and reflective of all the cultures that pour into their lives, their parents' culture, um, the host culture or the host cultures, as well as the cultures of other TCKs within the host culture, um, system. So a TCK is someone who has um, a lot of cultures wired into their brains. Um, and this is true for uh, missionary kids, which is what I was, military kids, diplomat kids. Um, but also there are traits of TCKs found in others like uh, borderlanders, people who live close to a border and have a high exposure to other cultures just because of their geographical location. Um, people who live in a particular city that has a high exposure to multiple cultures can pick up traits of this. I was talking with um, someone on my uh, podcast, TCK Care, about TCKs, and he said that um, the children of deaf parents tend to exhibit a lot of similarities to TCKs just because the deaf culture has its own culture and then the hearing culture has its own culture, and those kids have really picked up on both and live with both. Yeah, so so TCK, the acronym is for third culture kid, and that third culture is mostly talking about the internal culture of the individual who has been externally part of multiple cultures. Exactly. So they get kind of this sort of hybridized identity. Uh, would it be fair to liken this to, there, there's this other concept of, of the walks between, someone who has a foot in each culture, isn't fully part of either, but can kind of seamlessly integrate with both? Yes, totally. And not only... Um both cultures, but almost any culture, because once you've learned a new culture, you've learned how to learn a culture. And so, um, I grew up in Nigeria, um, but was very comfortable, um, transitioning from living in America to living in the Philippines, which is a completely different culture than Nigeria. But because I'd learned how to adapt to cultures, it was relatively easy for me to, um, make that adjustment. And there were hard things about it to be sure. Um, but people, when I moved there, some people warned me, like, these are the hard things about living in the Philippines that you as a um, white American should be aware of. And I didn't feel like it was as painful as people made it out to be, or as difficult as people made it out to be. I felt really relatively comfortable in the process of adaptation. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like that's true for multiple TCKs that most TCKs would say that, they're comfortable adapting and they're comfortable being, um, being uncomfortable, being in a new place, seeking novelty, that kind of thing. So would it also be fair to say that, um, oftentimes TCKs don't feel fully at home in any culture? Absolutely. And so, yep, that's so true. <laughs> so a TCK has, um, this ability to adapt to any culture, but they always, uh, typically, they typically tend to feel like they're on the outside looking in, um, in every culture, including, but not limited to the parents' culture. So for me as a Caucasian American, 
when we moved back to America, it wasn't long before I learned to um, speak with uh, flawless um, Caucasian, uh, you know, West Coast American accent. Um, but on the inside, I don't feel completely Caucasian American. And even as an adult, there are times in my life where I've been in situations where I have, um, I have blind spots. A friend just a couple years ago invited me to go to his birthday party at a bar and I realized I haven't been to a bar yet. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to open a tab, close the tab. I don't know how to do anything with a tab. And that's probably an important part of being in a bar. So I went to the bar and kind of tried to figure it out, but it was a little bit embarrassing and also like difficult to ask for help and admit that I'm a grown ass man. I still don't know how to get a drink at a bar. I feel the same way. The first time I went to a bar and had to open a tab and they wanted my credit card, I was like, wait, what? You're keeping it? For how long and why? <laughs> when do I get it back? And how do I get it back? Yes, I literally exactly. had to get it back by just waiting until the bar closed. And then they gave it back to me. Like, Are you going to close your tab or not? I'm like, yes, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Please explain how to me, how to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I would concur, dude, going through an experience for the first time, it's, well, it's going through it for the first time. So it's disarming, disorienting. And uh, yeah, I think my first time in a bar is like a little disorienting too. But I think maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, but one of the differences is that a lot of us have our cultural firsts young, or we have them surrounded by other people who are also having those same experiences young. Like, you know, our first day of school we have with other six-year-olds who are going to the first day of school, unless you're homeschooled. That's the separate category. Uh, or, you know, you go through your first breakup or you go through your first airport check or you go, you go open your first tab, you know, um, there for people who are growing up in their host culture, there's a lot of things that they don't have to think about so much just because nobody else is really thinking about them. But for the TCK, they start having a lot of these firsts. Well, it sounds like they have... Uh, repeated sets of firsts in each culture and they're older and older as they have them. And, you know, by the time you're, you know, 25, having some firsts, you know, in that whole culture, the people there have already had those like 10 years ago. So. Yes, absolutely. I have seen TCKs who the first time ever getting close to driving was when they're 18, 19, 20 years old. Whereas typically, like you say, you do things with a cohort. And so, yeah, it's awkward and it's new and stuff, but you're not alone in it. And at least you know that you're not alone. But for an 18, 19, 20 year old to be, this is the first time they've ever thought about driving a car or the fact that they can't drive a car and they really, really need to, um, uh, they're alone in their experience, or at least it's, it can be more difficult to find, find company there. Um, for sure. Yeah. So in our conversation today, I know we want to cover some some challenges facing TCKs as well as some of the benefit, some of the richness of those cultures. And um, I want to ask about challenges in a little bit, but I want to tag something you had said. You know, as we're talking about, here's some of the challenges TCKs have with having their first experiences. Stephen, you made a quick comment back there that I just loved so much when you uh, made reference to the the West Coast American accent, uh, which. I love because I know me being a West Coaster, I don't think of myself as having an accent. I think, well, this is how English is supposed to be spoken. And of course, like everyone it around is. the world. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's privilege there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I just in that little comment, like you bring this like instinctive, really globalized sense of like, you know, every place has their own accent and it's different and none of them have the monopoly on any other language or accent or dialect. Um, and so... 
you know, it kind of brings everybody back back to back to a baseline. And and I really appreciate that that sort of global universalist perspective. Um, and it it makes me check myself a little bit. So <laughs> thank you, I thank try. you. I've even begun wondering if maybe English is a little bit dialectic um, in that you know we had I had a friend who was. English as in from the other side of the pond. And he would tell me, you don't actually speak English, you know, you speak American. It's a different language altogether. And sometimes I feel that. And I think that like, even in America, we speak different, different, uh, different, we speak with different accents, but also use different words. And so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very much so. Yep. So then what are some of the uh, primary challenges that a TCK will experience? Um, you know, again, geared towards, so let's assume a TCK shows up in a counseling office. What might we expect from them and what should we be on the lookout for? Right. That's a great question. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges that any TCK will face is relational loss. And again, uh, Michael Pollock, who helped write the book, Third Culture Kids, um, he said that uh, TCK goes through more relational loss in their first 18 years of life than the average person does in their entire life. Um, and so relational loss is a big one. And then there's a lot of fallout because of that. Um, but if I can break it down, um, a TCK grows up and they grow up and they spend their first couple of years in their parents' uh, country. And then they their parents decide that we're going to go live in West Africa now and, um, serve perhaps, um, as diplomats or, um, there's a business out there or we're going to be missionaries or something. Um, but either way, we're going to go live in West Africa. So the, this, the TCK has grown up with a community around them, family, friends, that kind of thing. And so they have to let go of all of those people and you can never, I want to say you can, it's extremely rare to get a relationship back because when you, once you've spent a significant amount of time away, um, you can make friends with those people again, but it's a different kind of friendship. So you can not necessarily get a friendship back. You have to make those friends over again. Um, and so those, those relationships are in a sense lost unless there's a lot of contact like you would expect with extended family members that are very intentional about keeping in touch. So they go overseas and they're living in, um, in West Africa and they go to a uh, school for expatriates because their parents want them to have a good education that is going to be transferable, um, back to the home country. And in that school, um, every year there's another set of, uh, people coming into the country. And so every year there's, um, more people that they get to meet and make friends with. And every year people leave as well. And so the friends that they make along the way are in a constant state of coming and going. And so throughout their, um, you know, say eight, 10 years of education at this school, um, there's a constant state of relational loss, um, and then once they graduate from high school, um, there's generally an expectation, and this is becoming less true as time goes on, but there has generally been an expectation that the TCK will return back to his or her um, home con parent country for education, for college. And so they have to say goodbye to their home, which is in West Africa, and come back to... Um, say for our example, America. And 
then after after they graduate from college, they realize that um, they realize that growing up overseas was such a fundamental part of their life. It wasn't just what they what they were doing. It wasn't just where they're from, but it, it becomes a part of who they are. That they're the white West African, so to speak, and they really want to pursue something like that for themselves. And there was a lot of beauty in their childhood, and they want to give that to their kids as well. So they're going to go back overseas, and so they have to um, say goodbye to their college friends, to their career, to everything that they built up in the States to go back to living overseas. And so again, relational loss. And let me just say relational loss does not get easier over time. Um, someone asked me once what my favorite season was and I said winter. And they were like, but you grew up in Africa. Isn't Africa hot? Which no, Africa is not hot. Africa is not cold. Africa is not anything. If you're going to generalize anything about Africa, you're wrong because there's a part of Africa that will break that generalization. The top of Mount Kilimanjaro is covered in snow. That's not hot. That's really, really cold. It's like they say, Africa is not a country. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Africa is not a country. Oh my gosh. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you're talking a lot about the, the relationship loss, how it's kind of a constant, a recurring theme, and it doesn't get any easier. Right. Thank you. Bringing me back to it. They said, what's your favorite season? I said winter. And they were like, but Africa's hot and you grew up with hot. So why isn't you know summer your favorite season? And I'm like, once upon a time, there was a child who got slapped in the face every day at school. That child did not grow up to be a wrestler. He grew up to be a botanist because he didn't like getting slapped in the face every day at school, you know? And so just because I grew up in the heat doesn't mean I'm going to experience that and pursue that for the rest of my life. That would, yes. So that would be a trauma reenactment. And that's not necessarily the case because right. I, I would imagine you might say, there's a lot of stresses to being a TCK, a uh, third culture kid, uh, but not necessarily traumatic stress. Right. There's a lot of stressors. And I was, sorry, trying to dive that back into relational loss. Even though we experience all this relational loss, and even though we do it to ourselves sometimes, it never stops hurting like hell. It never gets easier. Um and so I, that is like the number one, uh, the number one expectation that I would have of any TZK is that they would be familiar with relation, relational loss. I imagine that that um, often then results in a lot of defenses around relationships as they get older to where they're maybe more distant yeah. in, in, in relationships so that they don't experience as much loss yeah, abso- or pain. Absolutely. I'm on a TCK group on Facebook, surprisingly, and someone commented, you know, it doesn't it seem that TCKs are more trusting than the average person or is that just me? Because I feel like TCKs are more trusting. And I said, no, absolutely not. TCKs are not more trusting. They're less trusting. It's just that they're quicker to trust at a superficial level. They're quicker to develop uh, friends, to be friendly, to they're more courageous to get up and meet people. Um, but developing lasting relationships is next to impossible. Um, because of the relational loss, because they've built up a lot of defenses that will prevent the pain of loss. If you don't get close, then it's not going to hurt as bad when you have to say goodbye and you will have to say goodbye. Yeah. So they're good at at quickly building relationships with other people, but also keeping up boundaries, defenses around that getting too deep so that it doesn't, uh, when they experience the loss that is in their mind inevitable, it's not as painful as painful. Exactly right. Sounds a little bit like uh, developing like a hypervigilance, like I'm in this new social setting, so I get really good at reading the social cues and figuring out what you want without you having to tell me so that I can, at least on the surface, seem to be giving you that. Thus, the the superficial conformity, the superficial trust, 
Well, deep down, like you're saying, Ben, uh, there's all of these attachment dynamics going on, which is part of what I'm thinking when you're talking about loss is, you know, I, I go through enough losses or I go through enough transitioning relationships. I learn how to not engage, to not connect. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, I'm imagining there's maybe a high prevalence of avoidant attachment styles, you know, people who might be really fun and they might be in physical proximity, but emotionally pretty distant. Um, or maybe on the other hand, you know, more anxious attachment, you know, people who they have a really hard time letting go and are just really anxious about the relationships, um, maybe to a kind of a, a obsessive degree. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, I've, I've definitely, um, seen or experienced both of those in the TCK setting. And, um, at a transition seminar where a bunch of TCKs have graduated high school and they're figuring out how to do, how to do life in America, um, it's, it's very, it's a very fun feeling. It's a very fun energy in the room when they all get into the room that nobody knows each other, but everybody's happy to meet each other. And they all know how to ask non-painful TCK related questions. Like for example, not asking where you're from. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a very fun vibe. Um, but then there are, there are going to be TCKs in the room who, um, don't really make new friends per se. They have their, um, their old friends and they're going to hang on to those old friends and through the transition seminar, through college, through life, through everything, they'll never make a friend that is close as the friend that they made when they were a child. So yeah, I definitely see both of those um, playing out in the TCK experience. I think I also hear you talking about in that, um, in that, in that milieu environment, you talk about everybody's new and fresh and there's this intensity of, intensity of feeling because hey all of the novelty and all of these new relationships and wow i can ha i can like have this sample platter of new conversations new people new accents uh fun stories probably lots of jokes and inside jokes and inside inside jokes uh you know and then there's that intensity energy not really any deep connection um i wonder i know do you notice people having like like emotional crashes or emotional lows after experiences like that yeah, absolutely. And usually, um, if the transition seminar is done well, uh, people will build relationship to a certain extent and they will sort of, you know, quote unquote, fall in love with each other. And at the end of the transition seminar, they'll stop and think for a second and be like, wait a minute, this sucks. I hate relational loss. Like I've been experiencing relational loss my whole life. And here you guys stuck me in a transition seminar where I was with a bunch of really cool people and I had a great time for two weeks, but now I have to say goodbye and saying goodbye hurts a lot. And now I have to do it again. Why would you do that to me? So yeah, there's a lot of emotional crashing as well. Definitely. Which is sort of like intentional. We expect the emotional crash because then you can say, Hey, I realize you're having an emotional moment right now. Is this been a theme in your life? Oh, it has. Oh, shucks. Didn't know. You want to work through like how to say goodbye properly so that you can like bring closure to a relationship and move on or maybe carry these relationships with you as opposed to burning bridges. And so it's an it's like a learning lesson, but um yeah, it happens. That sounds like a really huge lesson. It it's reminded me a little bit of uh, one of my first supervisors told me as I was working in a in a men's addictions uh men's residential addictions recovery facility, one of those. Uh, so, and so not to say that uh, all TCKs are addicts or anything like that, but I am seeing some parallels between the, the, the TCK experience and the, the compulsive addictive experience. And, you know, there's the, um, pension toward, toward escaping pension toward like high amounts of, well, an addiction, we'd say chaos in your case, maybe say a transition. 
not a lot of uh, not a lot of secure attachment. There's a lot of either avoidance or, or anxiety, um, coupled with seeking out novelty all of the time, seeking out intensity, um, or seeking out numbing, perhaps. Uh, and then this last component of um, you know within relationships, which maybe I don't do really securely anyway. Specifically, I don't do goodbyes very well at all, and I don't do grief really well. Um, it's a, definitely a trend within the, the addictions counseling world that people just split. They'll bounce out of treatment. They'll end uh, an individual therapeutic alliance without saying much. You know, maybe they'll send a text or they'll, they'll just ghost. Um, so, so it does seem like um, being able to face a goodbye and to do it well seems like a, a really good milestone or a really good skill to develop. Yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, I heard, I think I heard this from Michelle Phoenix, who's, um, one of the foremost speakers and educators on TCKs. She said, TCKs tend to develop, tend to develop roots or wings, um, in that they develop roots and they kind of settle down and they, you know, they can't let go of anything and they uh, hold on to everything, including relationships and possessions. I have known some TCKs who have a propensity for hoarding. Um, but then you also get the TCKs who, like you say, ghost you and there's no attachment. There never really was, even though there's a lot of friendliness and there was a lot of, um, uh, the facade of a relationship. It was never really there. There was never really a secure attachment and they'll be gone. And it's easy to, I was, just, I was talking with a TCK who, um, I thought that he was living close to me and I was going to see if we could um, connect over something. Uh, but it turns out that he had moved on to his second or third continent within the first couple of years of his um, education. And I'm like, that's, that's a problem. You know, if you, to, to be owned by this drive for novelty and um, to keep moving and to not be able to settle down and develop some sort of roots. Yeah. You know? Yeah, is that the that the story you were you were, we were talking about before this? Yeah, um, and and I think what what you mean to emphasize there is is it's not that it's not a problem that he he was still traveling, but but the way you described it earlier was that it was kind of the the compulsive nature of it. Yeah, he has a plan, and then something gets uncomfortable. So instead of working through the conflict, he jumps across the ocean. That doesn't work out. He jumps across the ocean again, uh, and uh, and it seems like maybe it's it's that 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 compulsive spontaneous spontaneous major changes that creates more and more chaos and more disconnect yeah which i suppose is a strength and a weakness um it's certainly a weakness a weakness when, um, like in the case of this individual, it seemed that he was moving across the country or across the world every time something got a little bit difficult and uncomfortable for him. Um, but at the same time, it can be a strength in that um, because TCKs have this ability to adapt, um, when something changes outside of their control, it's no big sweat and they're not going to freak out because they've been through changes. They've been through bigger changes. And so a new boss, no big deal. Um, TCKs are good at reading people and they'll read this new boss and they'll just ride the wave. There are going to be other people who are loyal to the old boss and they'll quit the job, even though quitting your job is not a great idea at this moment because you really need to build some momentum in this job. The TCK is going to be more likely to stick it out in that scenario because while there's a transition going on, they're not afraid of transitions. So I suppose that could be a strength. Yeah. seems like with just about anything, there's like a light side and a dark side to any characteristic or, or trait that you pick up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's true with the relational loss as well. That's the dark side of this issue. Um, but I'm sure there's a bright side to it as well. And perhaps that is the ability to, um, 
to build new relationships. And um, with that goes a sense of empathy that you have to have a certain degree, high degree of empathy in order to read people and to understand people, to read social cues and to develop relationships in the first place. And so I would also expect that along with having relational loss, I would expect TCKs to be very empathetic people. I'd love to explore this a little bit more because we've been talking about some of the some of the challenges, some of the very significant challenges facing a TCK, and it, I don't think we covered all of them. Um, but there there are lots of points of strength and resiliency. Uh, you know, you talked about the empathy. We started talking a little bit about that that walks between global perspective. Um, you talked about adaptability. Uh, what are some other strengths and skills that are common among TCKs, and in particular? You know, when you have a TCK in your circles, um, what are what are the unique gifts that they can bring to society? Yeah, that's a good question. TCKs, I would say, one of the biggest advantages of having TCKs is that um, because they're adaptable and because they're relatively good with people, um, TCKs make excellent bridge builders. Um, so when you have different factions of people in their own little world doing their own thing, um, the TCK is going to be the most likely one to bring everybody together and give, get everybody on the same page. Um, not because people like each other, but because they can all relate to the TCK because he's that kind of guy. Um, so TCKs are strong bridge builders. Um, they're also very, uh, they can be, not necessarily are, but they can be compassionate in that um, they've seen some very different people and they've gotten to know very different people, people who have a different skin color and wear different clothes and have a different worldview, which results in very different behavior. Um, and they've gotten to know the people behind those behaviors. And so when they see people who look different than them or who behave differently than them, um, they still see that humanity and they still have um, a strength of connectedness inside of themselves um, that they bring to the table. Um, so again, with, um, I guess, connectedness, um, empathy, like I was mentioning earlier, um, adaptability, um, just a sense of resilience in general in that, like, you know, every time you live through something that's difficult, it makes you a little bit stronger, gives you a little bit more strength of character. I feel like that's very true for TCKs in that this, all this relational loss, um, yeah, it hurt, but you, at the same time, you also lived through it. And so it makes the TCK stronger. And so having an adult TCK, that's someone who's been through a lot of relational loss, it's a very strong person in a way. I'm thinking about like the wounded healer motif, you know, someone who has themselves been wounded, has a greater capacity potentially for, for healing uh, not that somebody who hasn't been wounded cannot be an effective agent of healing, but when you, when there's that fellowship of suffering, that that shared experience, the the healing, the connection can be that much deeper. And I am really struck by this dynamic that's coming around these third culture kids who have seen a lot of parts of the world, a lot of cultures, and I really love that. I really love the idea of having a normalized that there's more than just me. There's more than just you know, my people, there's more than just your people, there's those other people over there and, and being able to really see the humanity and, um, and as much as it's, it's jarring to not necessarily have like one completely solid foundation to, um, to, to have that freedom to, to interface with people, connect with people, to, to learn from all sorts of people that seems really valuable and, and something that can be missing in a lot of other people. Like, 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 you know, look at myself. So I, I don't know, I, 
I moved a little bit. All all interstate moves. You know, I've only ever lived in America, um, and I'm I'm very white. I'm very male. I'm very you know ensconced in my own in my own privileged experience. But um, so I. I know I work very hard to try to cultivate in myself a sense of globalism and see see other people's humanity and everything. But there's a lot of things that I take for granted and a lot of blind spots that I have. So interacting with a third culture kid, interacting with someone from another culture and being pushed out of my own worldview, it's disorienting, but I find it incredibly valuable. So yeah, I would hope to have a variety of perspectives in my circle, I think. Thinking about in the in the clinical setting, so <laughs> their culture gets with the the myriad of issues that they might have. They you know hopefully they will seek out counseling uh, or some sort of support. Um, what are some what are some moves that a therapist could make that would be particularly helpful? Or conversely, what what would be unhelpful in that setting? Sure, um, I think I was thinking about um, unhelpfulness in particular. And, um, making the experience amazing, making the experience fantastic, the TCK story, um, treating it as fantastic anyway, can be a little bit, um, a little bit, uh, off-putting in that everybody thinks a TCK story is fantastic. Everybody who hasn't lived that story themselves. Um, and so, uh, what a TCK expects is to walk into a room and, drop the and drop the VIP card as I like to put it and say, well, I'm from Nigeria. And everybody looks at this white guy with a red beard and says, you're from Nigeria. Wow. That's so cool. Do you speak Nigerian? (laughs) Tell me all about that. (laughs) What a TCK doesn't expect is to say, well, I'm from Nigeria. And for the other person to say, okay, and I'm from, uh, I'm from Oswego. So what do you like to, what do you like to eat? And for it to be a completely normal, like, oh, we're exchanging, like, where you're from is in, like, building relationship, not as in, like, I'm going to, like, admire this TCK. Because for a TCK to be um, to be uh, admired or awed in any way is going to, like, put them back up on that pedestal that they may already feel because they, they know that they're on the outside. Yeah, I could see where that would be unhelpful in a lot of ways. I mean, the first thing that came to mind was just, like, the tokenizing, objectifying aspect of it. It'd be like, oh, you're this novelty from another country you're so exotic let me put you on this exotic pedestal and like not actually get to know you but know this facade that's been thrown up between us um and then you're talking about this tendency uh tck throws down the vip card and it it becomes kind of a way of not actually having to bring themselves to the conversation because they can essentially just hide behind the story of like well here's all my nigerian adventures uh so yeah hiding behind the story as opposed to sitting in the moment and being like, right. this is what it feels like to be me or to be yeah. in this moment. Yeah. That also seems to complicate this idea of identity, which you had mentioned uh, a little earlier before we were recording and talking about how like a TCK kid, they'll tend to adopt the TCK label as the ident- as their identity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And some, some would argue that we shouldn't be using the term TCK at all. Um, but I like terminology just because it helps with clarity. And so I will continue to use it. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of TCKs do become, uh, become the TCK. And so it's not, it's not a previous experience. It's an identity. Um, I didn't used to live in Nigeria. I am the quasi Nigerian and even into well into my adult life, I've said, you know, when people ask, where are you from? I'll say, I'm from Nigeria. And then I try to be relational and say, where are you from? And let them play their best card. I don't know. But yeah, absolutely. It becomes uh, an identity issue for a TCK that 
um, it's not just about where they're from. It's about who they are and everything is involved, wrapped up in that. And for that not to be, for that not to be special and significant, um, it can be damaging or threatening. Going back to what you said about, you know, having a therapist essentially just normalize, you know, that, oh, okay, that I'm from Lake Oswego, you know, what, what do you like to eat? Um, it seems like, sounds like that would just kind of help drop the guard or the, the, maybe the mask that they, they wear that is, you know, the, the TCK kid or, you know, that sort of thing and, and help to deepen the conversation in therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, in that, yeah, I, I guess you're spot on dropping the guard. So this is something else as well. Um, there can be a strong, um, a strong awareness of expectation for TCKs, um, because especially for TCKs who are obvious misfits in their host culture. Um, so a white kid growing up in Africa or Asia or anywhere, they're going to be a ethnic minority. Um, their family's probably there because they've got a job to do. And so there's the expectation that they will, uh, always as long as they live there, represent this job that they're doing, whether they're missionaries on assignment from God or diplomats on assignment from Uncle Sam or whatever, there's a job to do. And so their very existence um, is representative of um, this job. And so they have this high uh, awareness of expectation. You have to perform at a certain level. You have to keep it together. You have to, you can't go around making making mistakes Mistakes that are hideable, sure, but not obvious mistakes. And so I think, um, again, you know, like you said, normalizing things, taking the guard down, saying, okay, you're from overseas. So um, that's not a big deal. Like people are from all over the place and there's a person underneath all those experiences. And what is it like to be that person? Let's get at those issues. And then also like giving people permission to be messed up is also really helpful. Like, okay, so what mistakes have you made? Uh, what are you struggling with? Obviously, everybody struggles with something. So, you know, if someone is in counseling, it's because something's not working. They want they wanted to change, right? Um, but it's really hard to admit that. Um, the TCK, I feel like even if they're not a TCK and not under that pressure to perform for the same reasons, they've still grown up with that expectation or a sense of ex- a set of expectations around them. And they'll continue to behave in a way that would make you think that there's still someone watching over their shoulder, making sure that, um, that they're a good boy or a good girl, whatever. So it's sounding like maybe we should put in a plug for some good old fashioned, just uh, client centered approach here. And I'm thinking, thinking back to talking about like, you know, tokenizing the person. Uh, so there's a basic, you know, therapist error to, to be made there of like projecting an identity or projecting an experience. Like I should never be telling another person what their experience of a thing is. I should always be looking for, well, what was your experience of the thing? Uh, Do you need help understanding, articulating that? Um, But I should never be saying like, oh, you experienced this? That was exciting or that was terrible because that's not, that's my interpretation. That's my perspective. It's not theirs. And it sounds like uh, a good task for a TCK is to actually identify and define their own experience um, and similarly with the expectations, um, it seems like part of the TCK developmental arc is to learn how to create their own expectations or pick and choose which expectations they want to hold on to and which ones they want to discard and to do that in kind of a healthy, consistent way. So, so the therapist should probably 
be really maybe take a step back a little bit like be really emotionally present but really low on the expectations yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah any other thoughts on what would be helpful in the client room working with a third culture kid um or a third cultural adult (laughs) i feel like that kind of covers it i'm just normalizing your experience in general both your backstory as well as your current experience um and then also I think like normalizing the weirdness that a TCK may feel in the moment. Um, like we were talking about, you know, your first trip to the bar, or your first time driving a car or something like that. Normalizing all of that to say, okay, well, you say you have some blind spots. Probably everybody has a blind spot. Maybe you have more or you feel them more poignantly than the next person, but it's normal and let's process through this. And um, I'm not going to like drop my jaw and be like, Oh, that's weird. How come you've never driven a car before? You know, we're just going to like talk, talk through what you need to do to get your license and treat it like a normal experience. So, yeah. All right. All right. If you, if you're, say you're speaking to, to counselors, counseling students who are interested in maybe trying to work more actively with TCKs, uh, where can we find these TCKs and what's your, what's your plug for why we should be a little bit more interested in, in supporting these wonderful people? I've heard that statistically speaking, whenever you hear that phrase, you know, this is probably not true, but statistically speaking, (laughs) TCKs are the most likely candidates to receive Nobel prizes. So you could be a part of a Nobel prize. So there's that. Okay. Um, Like I said, TCKs are bridge builders and they have a lot of strengths and a lot of um, unique perspectives and advantages that the next person may not have. TCKs have a lot of, a lot of possibility. And, um, if that's your, that's your thing, then you can be a part of helping someone become, uh, a world changer and, um, to help someone find their feet who has the potential to do amazing things. Why TCKs? They need help. Um, I had someone on my podcast say everyone should go to counseling, but I think that especially applies to TCKs. I think that we need to process our own story and um, admit to our, our our weaknesses or our blind spots and to work through that stuff. I think probably every TCK um, as an adult needs to go to therapy. Um, and so why help TCKs? Because Lord knows we need it. Um, and then where to find TCKs? You can find TCKs literally anywhere. Not all TCKs will realize that they're TCKs. Um, Mission groups are an an exceptional place to find TCKs. There are a lot of missionary kids out there. Um, uh, You can find a lot of missionary kids at Christian colleges. Or I'm thinking even of this other growing category. Like I know I have some friends who uh, I should try to connect you to because TCK connections is a wonderful thing. But they, I mean, they're... They're not military, they're not diplomat, but I mean, they're living overseas and raising their kids. So, you know, people who just get work in another country. Absolutely. Yeah. And how do you connect with those people? That's, that's the tricky part. I'm not entirely sure about that one. Facebook groups. Fly your flag, say, I do TCK care. Yeah. I know Stephen Black. Absolutely. The expat communities. I'm sure there's got to be a Facebook group for that. All right. Um, Yeah. And from what, like, I guess something that I was reading that oftentimes, you know, um, TCKs have more in common with each other than they do any particular culture. So they'll tend to, to want, you know, to, to form more, more of a bond with, 
other TCKs because they at least can talk about their common experience. Yeah. Um, and so I guess I imagine there must be, you know, places where, you know, they, they find each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are um, transition seminars for TCKs who graduate high school and are coming back to uh, the States or to Canada to um, pursue an education. Um, transition seminars are, you know, 100% chock full of TCKs. And um, then there are some college groups too. Um, Mukapa um, is uh, an, a great one for TCKs to connect with and to meet other TCKs. And it's operating at lots of colleges across the States. Um, so there are some different groups and organizations like that, that um, some organizations that specialize in working with TCKs um, and then other organizations, like I said, Christian schools, great way to find missionary kids if you're looking for them. So, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of resources, so you brushed over this, this podcast a little bit ago, but, but I, want to, I want you to talk about that a bit. Uh, what's, tell me about your podcast, your resources and, and what you, what you offer. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for mentioning that. I host and produce TCK Care, the podcast, which you can find at tckcare.com slash listen. And I have TCKs come and share their stories. Um, I'm trying to get as many TCKs to process their stories, um, as, as, as they can. I want to build a sense of uh, normalcy around abnormal stories. And that everybody's got an abnormal story. And so maybe we can all just be normal in our abnormality. And, um, Word. I, yeah, <laughs> I, which maybe that applies to everybody. I don't know. And then I'm also trying to get as many, um, TCK, um, care people, anybody who knows anything about what it's like to care for someone who's gone through a lot of adaptation and relational loss and all this stuff to just talk about those issues, bring them out into the light and, um, uh, make some sense of this experience. They can at times feel isolating. So. All right. So tckcare.com. tckcare.com slash listen. So yeah, I have a lot of stories about TCKs, a lot of, uh, a lot of help for people either considering, um, working overseas, living overseas, or who have gone through ex an experience of like having a lot of culture in their life and maybe not feeling super connected to any one of those cultures. Um, and I'm also trying to build up some resources on, you know, just recommended reading, um, different events and, um, resources that are available for kids to process through stuff. And so I'm working on building that up, um, kind of working on the website on my own, but, um, tckgear.com slash listen. Um, love to have you guys listen on the podcast. Also, I've got Reese on the podcast for an episode or two on addictions. So check that out if you're over there. It's true. I guess starred. So then is this technically a crossover? No, I think so. well, Okay, well, we don't have both theme music, so <laughs> I guess not. We'll do an official, official both themes crossover at some point. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but in the meantime, yeah, dear listener, I do personally vouch for this podcast. I've listened to a lot of it, and it's really quite good. The stories are quite moving. There's stories, there's drama, there's poetry, there's song. It's wonderful. So we'll go ahead and wrap it there. Stephen Black, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story and your resources and your heart for... TCK Care Kids. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I've been listening to Smart Council for a while now. It's kind of uh, a little trippy to see the magic behind <laughs> the curtain. So okay. fantastic. Thanks for letting me on. Yeah. So dear listeners, thank you for listening. And please do leave us uh, an email, smartcouncilpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, consider leaving us a donation at patreon.com slash smartcouncil. We're moving toward being listener supported. 
Also, please consider giving us a five-star rating on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, whether you uh, like what we say or don't like what we say, we'd love to hear from you because uh, that sort of feedback is important. So thanks for listening and let's keep the conversation going. We love your feedback and value the conversation. Please drop us a note at smartcouncilpodcast at gmail.com. Please also feel free to rate and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and anywhere your podcasts are hosted. Smart Council has been edited by Breakfast Puppies. Our logo is by Thomas Moore. The music was by Nate Botsford. Thank you for listening, and let's keep the conversation going. This podcast was edited and produced by breakfastpuppies.com. <laughs>